God, children of God. We have your strength and protection, Lord Jesus, your blessing, your favor upon our lives. We thank you that you have anointed each one of us, Lord Jesus, for your assignment. And I pray that today as we look at vision, look at your word, vision Sunday too, Lord Jesus, I pray you would speak to every person, every life. Lord Jesus, I thank you that the vision is corporate, but it's also personal. And I pray that today, Lord Jesus, you know, Encourage us, Lord Jesus. Build us, challenge us to rise up and be all that you've called us to be. We thank you for your word and what you want to do in these few moments together. And I thank you that you're going to speak life to every person. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Welcome to the church. It's great to have you here today. Vision Sunday 2. As Tim has already mentioned, we can see that on the outside of the building there is some changes that are taking place, and that is exciting, and I'm really believing that in our spirit today, there's going to be some change and transformation that takes place as we as we look at God's work. Yeah. And so we've been talking through this month, we're talking about vision, we started last week talking about the word over the year, the prophetic word over 2020, and that word is influence. And we're really believing for God's influence on us. And God's influence through us. That we are anointed for assignment. That God has anointed every one of us. He's given us ability, skill. He's given us all that we require to be able to live the mission that God has for our life. Every single one of us has been given a unique assignment. An assignment by God that is for you personally to live out and to walk out in your daily life. And we have to make that decision to be obedient to God, to allow His influence on us to change us from the inside out, and to trust to be living the kind of life that God has called us to live. So God's influence on you, and God's influence through you. We talked about last week the passage for the year out of Isaiah 61, which is really a prophetic word to the Church of Jesus Christ. The actual history and context of that passage is God's people that are captive. God's people that are in captivity. Now, I'm not sure whether this is making a funny sound or not, but if it is, we'll just grab a microphone and that's fine. But, um, thank you. Thanks, bro. Look at this guy. He's always helping me out. Not just with technology, but just in life in general. I'm lost without him. <laughs> I get a new computer, a new phone, I said, Tim, I don't know how to set this up. And here he is, just comes in and makes it all work, just magically. It's incredible. But vision, Isaiah 61, it's talking about that passage, God's people that are caught in captivity. And so it's literally speaking to people saying, you know what, this is, this is what God is promising, God's protection, God's favour over your life. It's speaking the promise of what will happen and what will take place. In the midst of their circumstances, they could not see it. But God was speaking prophetically to them. We actually see in this passage in, in Luke chapter 4, God quotes, Jesus quotes from this passage. He quotes and he says, this has been fulfilled within your sight. This has been fulfilled in front of you. Jesus gets up and he speaks this. In this passage, it speaks prophetically of the church of Jesus Christ forming and building and becoming all that it is called to be. I love it. So let's read it together this morning. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. It says this, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord 
is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. That is prophesied over your life. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities. Imagine your life. What is God rebuilding? What is God restoring? And what is God renewing in your life? God is the God of the rebuild. He's the God of the renew. He's the God of restoration. He's the God that takes you from ashes and can make beauty out of it. We've seen just in nature over this last few weeks, we've seen fires that have devastated areas, but now there is greenery that's starting to shoot up from those devastated places. Imagine what God could do in your life this year that you thought was dead, that you thought was broken, that you thought was ashes. What could God rebuild? What could he renew? What could he revive in your life and bring back to life? God wants to do it. It says strangers will shepherd your flocks. In other words, there are people coming in to bring favor into your life. Things that you don't even expect in 2020. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards and you will be called priests of the Lord. And you will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. Claim that over your life this morning. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offsprings among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are people the Lord has blessed. Imagine if that was said over City Church. The people would look at our lives, would look at our church, and they would say that they are people the Lord has blessed. There is something different about their lives that cannot be uh, worked out in the natural. It's supernatural. God's supernatural favor and blessing upon your life. And I believe that in 2020, that that is your inheritance. That is the promises of God that you can activate and apply in Jesus' name. And so this year, I'm believing that you'll be influenced by three things. And I want to speak about them this morning. The first one's this. Number one, the pouring out of God. We've been talking over these few weeks. The first week, we talked about reaching people. And we talked about influence in that, area, in that area there. We talked about some of the events that we were doing this year that are coming up. Connections Conference, men's event, women's event. All those things that are happening throughout this year. Some of the Sunday night services that we have got planned and that are coming up as well, which is really exciting. 
And this week we're talking about raising disciples. We've talked about the discovery course and connect groups and how you can be involved in that way. And then next week we're going to talk a bit about the leaders that have been put in place over different departments and areas. We're going to announce those leaders and, and some changes there that we're excited to announce and talk about our missions program going forward and some things that are coming up with that as well. And, that's about, and that we're talking then about releasing leaders. And so that is our mission statement, reaching people, raising disciples and releasing leaders. And I guess this year as we're talking about influence, we're believing for influence in all of those areas. And so today we're talking about this section of scripture in Isaiah from verse 2 to verse 9. And next week I'll talk about verse 10 and 11. But today we're talking about, firstly, the pouring out of God. We read in this passage, Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news. It goes on to say, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord. Provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. What's happening in this passage is the divine exchange. Where we come and bring our brokenness, we come and bring our failure, we come and bring our shame and our doubts and our fears, and God replaces that with his blessing his favor, his protection. Look at some of the things that it says in this passage. It says the poor are going to get good news. The brokenhearted are going to get healing. The bound up are going to find freedom. The trapped are going to find release. The forgotten are going to find God's favor. The downtrodden are going to find justice. The mourners are going to find comfort. The grieving get a crown of beauty. And the devastated find joy. And from despair comes praise. And so what I'm believing for this year is as God's pouring out His Spirit on your life, that some of those things that are ugly on the inside start to move out of the way, and God's peace and God's joy and the fruits of the Spirit start to flourish in your life. They start to be poured out all over you, that they overflow in your life to those that are around you. See, our lives look a little bit like this. There's water here. You can see our lives are kind of filled by some of the things that we allow our lives to be filled with. I've got written on here, we've got some things like anxiety, we've got fear, we've got judgment, which can sometimes grip our lives. I've got lust, I've got anger, we've got pride, we've got shame. These are some of the things that can sometimes be ugly that we find ourselves filling our life with by default. But it's amazing when God starts to pour in His Spirit, His power, The fruits of the Spirit start to flourish and no longer can these things stay any longer because we start to overflow with a bit of help. Except for God's doesn't run out. I really need a hose in here to really be able to articulate and illustrate this correctly because God just keeps pouring and we just keep overflowing. The more we open up our lives as empty vessels and say, God, I just want you to pour out your spirit on me. I just want to spend time in your presence. God, I want to read your word. I want to just spend time in prayer and allow you to speak to me. These things that can sometimes grip our life, this judgment, this fear, this anger, some of these things that are ugly on the inside, they can no longer live in us because the spirit of God is pouring out and it just overflows. There's no more room for that. 
It says so clearly in Scripture, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. It says, Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. There's no more room for those ugly things that can sometimes be gripping and staying in our life. When we open ourselves up for the Holy Spirit to do his work, it's not me that grows your life. It's not a leader or your connect group leader that grows your life. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in us that is growing and building. He's pouring into your life and he's doing a work on the inside. That's why someone's life can go from complete brokenness to healing and wholeness. It's not because of anything a leader could orchestrate or a church could create. That's only the work of God. Are you ready this year for God to pour out into you in a new way? in a more dynamic way, in a more powerful way, where those things that maybe have held on to you, anxiety or fear, they have to fall out because the Spirit of God is overflowing. The Spirit of God is pouring out in your life. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Listen to this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's keep allowing Him to pour in every day when we wake up. God, pour into my life. Let your presence, let your spirit work in me. God, let me have the great exchange today. I feel broken. I feel tired. I feel shameful. I feel like there's things in my life I need to... I'm going to lay that down and I'm going to allow you to fill me again with your spirit. Fill me again with a vision of the future that you want. Fill me with your promises, God. Fill me again with all the things you're speaking over my life. Pour into me. Imagine a church where God is just constantly just pouring into his people. And there is an overflow effect in our community, in our families, in our schools, in our universities. Wherever we would find ourselves, there's an overflow that's taking place. Because the Spirit of God is pouring out on us and through us in every single way. I love in this booklet, we talked about some ways this year. If you, if you, if you see it on your, on your seat, perhaps you've got one or you received one last week. Some ways you can be an influencer. See, vision's got to be personal. It's not just corporate and up in the air. It has to be something you can take away and apply. And it says, there's a few areas here to reach people. It says, connect with someone you don't normally talk to. That is so powerful, being able to do that. We just got new next door neighbors. And they don't know what's about to hit them. And so they've gone up on my follow-up list. And we've already met them and, and, and talked to them. And they've moved from, from down the south coast to here. And so they've got no friends except for us. And they're trapped because they live next to us. And so it's exciting for me because they're my next project. <laughs> Connect with someone you don't normally talk to. Invite a friend or family member to church. Share your story of faith in Jesus with someone. So practical, so simple. Be kind and encourage someone. Do you know that kindness is actually spiritual? Being kind to someone opens up doors 
of opportunity. Pray for God to use you in your sphere of influence. Imagine if the church woke up every day and said, God, as soon as my feet hit the floor, I'm ready to be used for your purpose today. Guide me and lead me. And the pouring out of God's spirit just flowed through you wherever you went. Raising disciples, have a daily personal devotional life. Even if it's for one minute, just take a moment to read a verse. Pray. Thank God for the day. Just take a moment. If you don't normally do it, just make it 30 seconds. Just make a habit in your life where you do something small to connect with God. Be part of a connect group. What a great way to do life together and be encouraged. Ask someone to be your mentor or mentor someone else. We are a church that is a cross-generational church. There is always somebody that is further down the road than you, that has had more life experience than you, that's maybe done something that you haven't done that you can learn from. I'll always want to be something, even when I'm 100 years old and going healthy and strong. I want to be someone asking the 101-year-old, how do I do this? I just want to be able to grow and to learn. And there's always someone, even, there, even sometimes people that are younger than you, you can learn from that are doing things that are incredible. Make attending church regularly a priority. We talked about this at the start of the year, being planted. Isn't it so great to see the church full and flourishing? I want to see more of that, where more and more people come in and more and more people find church as a home, as a family where they can be planted. Completing the discovery course, which is really just a pathway to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Release. Be an example to others in speech, conduct, love, faith, and impurity. Isn't it great to have people that can be an example to others? Talk to a leader about your passions and gifts. What do you have that you could contribute towards others, contribute to the body of Christ? Find a team to serve on at church. Lead a connect group and come early to church services and pray with the team. We have a prayer meeting at 9 o'clock every single Sunday. And it was great to see so many people here this morning. We just pray and seek God for the service. And what a great opportunity to, as, to come together unified and to pray together. And I want to encourage you to come and be part of that as well. There's so many ways you can be an influencer and be a leader. I love this in Romans 15 verse 13. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not just for you. It's for the overflow. God's not just filling you so you feel good and you've got peace and joy and love on the inside and that you're happy. He's filling your life so that you can be blessed, so that you can be an incredible blessing to others. There can be a spillover effect in your family, in your workplace, wherever you find yourself. It just pours out. God wants to do that in 2020. The second thing is this, the power of God. We talked about the pouring out of God. Now we're talking about the power of God. It says in verse 3 of Isaiah 61, They will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. See, sometimes we're just enamored by the oak of righteousness. We're enamored by this large tree, something that's influential, something that's prominent. It can just take your breath away when you see something beautiful that is so large and so influential. But it's actually the truth in this passage is that it's not just about the oak of righteousness. It talks about the planting of the Lord. See, it's God that makes our lives grow 
and flourish and strengthen on our own, we can do nothing. In fact, it says clearly in John 15 verse 4, Jesus speaking, he says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, this is the principle we need to take away. Your connectedness determines your effectiveness. When you're connected to God, it allows the power of God to be able to flow through your life. See, a lot of people think that this is one of the world's greatest inventions, the iPhone. They, they talk about the iPhone and the technology that is in the iPhone in comparison to when they first went up into space. There is apparently more technology in your phone and understanding that has been upgraded than there was in being able to do, uh, send up a spaceship into space. Isn't it amazing how much technology is always advancing and moving forward? And this thing that we find ourselves so often attached to, so often looking at our apps and phone calls. I mean, it is a phone, but that's probably one of the least purposes that we use it for with all the other things that we have on it. And our phones are incredible what they can do and what they can achieve. And so many people think this is the most incredible thing that was created. But what they don't realize is actually this is the most incredible thing <laughs> that was created. Because you'd have a good day to use your phone and then it would be dead. But it's actually plugging into the power source that allows the phone to be able to be connected, to be charged, to be synced so that it can achieve its purpose. And it's the same when it comes to our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. We can run along with low charge going along on our own, but eventually we will run out of steam. We need to be connected to the power source. You know, we are ontologically connected to God, which means simply that we draw our life source from God. We don't create ourselves and draw it amongst ourselves. We are connected to a source that gives us power and energy that helps us to be able to live. It says in Acts 17 verse 28, for in him... We live and move and exist. That is, in Him, we actually have our being. Not on our own, not trying to do it in self-effort, self-improvement, not trying to do self-achievement or self-service. It's actually in connecting to God, in connecting to the power source, that we find true freedom and the power of God starts to transform and change us. See, our lives, our salvation starts as a seed, and I'm going to talk about this next week. But it's through as we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, we allow the power of God to keep working in and through our lives that he brings change and transformation. That's why somebody can walk into this building and can be so broken and their lives can be falling apart, but they can encounter Jesus Christ and it changes the story of their life because they connect to the power source. I remember a young guy that used to come to youth. His name was Corey. I'm now youth ministry in Singleton, in the Hunter Valley, and he'd come every week, and I'd get sent up after the service to go and ask Corey whether he wants to get prayed for. And so the youth pastor would send me up, I'd go up and pray, pray for 
I'd go up and ask him to pray and say, no, I don't want to be prayed for. No, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. So week after week, month after month, I'd go up and ask him, and he never wanted to get prayed for. And then finally the day came where I went up and asked him, I said, Corey, do you want to get prayed for today? And he said, yeah, I do. And so he walked out the front, and we're doing a bit of worship, and uh, one of the guys just laid hands on him and prayed for him. I'm telling you, the power of God hit his life. He hit the floor. This is a guy that's unchurched, not used to any of the church stuff at all. Hit him so hard. He got up from that place, gave his life to Jesus. His life was completely transformed. He became one of our key worship leaders in our church. And it completely changed the dynamic of his life and the dynamic of his family as he encountered Jesus. But here's the truth of this. It wasn't just that moment that kept him connected. It was him continually coming to church, continually reading his Bible, praying, connecting to the power source that allowed his life to flourish and completely transform. It's just like when you sync your phone to your laptop. You've got to sync regularly so that you're effectively up to date. And it's the same when it comes to our life. We want the power of God to move through our life. We want it to be able to impact others and bring transformation and propel us forward and bring change then we need to keep connecting to Him, keep sinking with the Spirit of God, walking in step with the Spirit, Scripture talks about, and allowing that connection to keep transforming our life. That's when the power of God moves through us and starts to impact others. You are a planting of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. It's not just talk. It's not just going through the motions. It's allowing the power of God to change and to transform us in a way that we cannot generate or create on our own. Do you know at the gym, you can go through a whole bunch of movements and motions. You can do the weights so fast that they do nothing. And you can go through it and I've done my 20 reps that I need to do. You can go through and do that if you want to. But it's actually in in taking the time and really breathing in and doing it slowly, that actually you're going to get the most benefit and the most impact on your body. It's the same when it comes to your spiritual life. Don't just be like, I just need to tick off my prayer time. I just need to tick off my Bible reading time. And I'm running to the next thing that I need to do. Take the time to breathe. Take the time to be connected to God, to be planted in God, to allow Him to be able to just bring the rain on your life, the right sunshine to help you to be able to grow and to transform. Just allow Him to do it. Hebrews 1 verse 3 says, The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. So He's sustaining your life. He's building you. He's growing you. He's maneuvering you. He's putting you in the right places. He's setting you up. He's reminding you of the right promises at the right time. He's speaking to you each day as you open up your word. He's doing things in your life as you just remain connected. You don't even realize the power of God is flowing through you and energizing you. You're not going to function this year on low battery anymore. You're not just going to go along just just trying to make it to the next Sunday. I quickly got to plug into the charge at church. You're going to be overflowing with charge and allowing the power of God to move through you so you can start impacting other people's lives. 
that is flowing out into our community. The power of God bringing transformation and change. Do you know what I'm believing for this year? I'm believing for turnaround miracles. I'm believing for people's lives to be completely changed from darkness, from hopelessness, to a life of salvation, a life where people find Jesus, a life where people get connected with Him again, and it changes the story of their life. I'm believing for radical change this year. Who do you know that you just think they need a touch from God? They need the power of God to transform. It couldn't happen naturally. But imagine if we could believe together that this year was a year that we just saw the power of God outworked in this church, in our community, in our friendships, in our family, in a way that is just completely supernatural. We couldn't orchestrate it, but we'd look back and say, wow, the wind got in our sails in 2020. The Holy Spirit started to maneuver people's lives. They couldn't even help it. God just started pulling them to church. They don't even know why they were here. They just put their hand up and they got saved. Next minute, they're in a, in a connect group. Next minute, they're doing the discovery course. Next minute, they're leading, they're serving at church. God's just moving them along as the power of God is just impacting. Let's believe for it this year. Third and finally this morning, the pull of God. We've talked about the pouring out of God. We've talked about the power of God. And now we're talking about the pull of God. It says clearly in Isaiah 61 verse 4, They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers and shepherd will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. And you will be called, you will be called priests of the Lord. And you will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches you will boast. And going down to verse 9 it says, All who see them will acknowledge they are a people the Lord has blessed. See what happens when the pouring out of God happens in our life. What happens when the power of God, when we're connected to the power source, it brings charge to our life. What happens is then we experience the pull of God. He starts to maneuver our lives. He pulls us towards his purpose. God will always pull you towards his purpose. He will always be pulling you in the direction of his will. And so all we need to do is open up our lives to say, God, influence me this year. Show me the direction of where you want me to go. Dan, come up here for a moment. I want to show this to you. See, God is not lassoing us. He's not wrapping this around us and forcing us to come in a direction, but he's giving us the choice. Do you want to reach out? Do you want to grab my will, my purpose? And then if you grab it, he will just pull you towards your purpose and your direction. See, the problem is most of us see God like this. If Dan was to turn around, we think that God's just pushing us all the time. <laughs> oh, you're a failure. You've messed up again. Get over there, you naughty person. You know, you've messed up again. Look at the sin that you've done. Look what's in your life. Get over there, Dan. I've told you before. And we think God's pushing us like that. God doesn't push us into anything. God pulls us. We have to make the choice to grab the rope. We have to make the choice to reach out and say, God, what do you want to do with my life? God, I'm going to reach out towards your will, your destiny. And as we reach out, just like the Bible says, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. As we reach out and we draw near to him, he pulls us towards it. See, the pull of God. God pulls on people's hearts to achieve his desires. God pulls people from faraway places to serve him. God pulls resources to supply for his purpose. 
God pulls people into favor and blessing. God pulls people into his his promises. God pulls people into prominence. Isn't it amazing how God can promote you? God pulls uh, people's lives upward and uses them to display his splendor and glory. So when I look back at the, the big decisions of my life, I can see the pull of God. When I look back at some of the key moments of my life where I could have went either way, it's incredible how you can look back and see how God just pulled you in a certain direction. He didn't make you do anything. He didn't force you. Sometimes there's times in your life where you feel like there's a choice and you've just got to say, God, pull me in the direction that you want me to go. I'm coming out of school. I grew up in a coal mining town. People, people that come out of school 15, 16 years old and they go straight into a 160K job at the mines. My dad was a miner. So many of my friends just came straight out of school to be a miner. And I chose to do essentially an internship at my church. It was completely opposite to what everyone else was doing. Everyone else was getting the nice cars, the nice motorbikes, buying their first homes, doing all these incredible things. And here I was doing the internship at church. And at the time it felt opposite, but there was just a pull towards it, a pull towards where God was bringing us. When we came to the Blue Mountains, we, we moved here on a pull. God, we've got nothing to go to, but we feel and we sense you're bringing us here. In hindsight, we can see a bigger picture and we can see all the things that are, have taken place and, and the things that maybe God was orchestrating. But at the time, it just felt like a blind pull. It just felt like grabbing a piece of rope and saying, this doesn't make any sense. But if you want me to, I'll hold on to it and just pull me into it. And we moved here and for so long didn't understand, but there was a pull that was taking place. And can I encourage you in your life? There's things that God wants to pull you into that perhaps don't make a whole lot of sense. But just trust Him. Grab the rope. Draw near to God. And He will draw near to you. I love Jesus. He said this in John 6 verse 44, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. So God's always drawing people, even right now. People we think are so far from God. God is on the case of drawing them in. People in our community, people in our families, people that are friends that don't know Jesus Christ. God is drawing them. Why don't we start to believe and pray into that? Why don't we start to declare God's bringing people home? Sons and daughters are coming home. Why don't we start to declare a church that started to arise, that the influence of the Holy Spirit's flowing in our life. Why don't we start to declare in your life that God's bringing in supernatural resource and favor. He's bringing in new opportunities for you to be able to talk to people that don't know Jesus. There is opportunity coming your way. Influence is coming your way. Influence is coming the way of City Church. No man can stop it. No man can get in here and try and not make it happen. When the Holy Spirit wants to work and wants to move, He guides, He leads, He pulls people into His direction. Look at the disciples that were just waiting in that upper room. Just waiting, holding on to the rope. God, pull us into this church that you're wanting to create. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know how it's going to happen. Next minute, waiting in a room, just seeking God, just holding on to the rope. That famous upper room where the Holy Spirit comes. Tongues of fire, they begin to speak in tongues. They come out from that place unified, so passionate about the cause of the gospel. They come out, Peter speaks, and 3,000 people get saved. 
in, the, in one moment. They went from this small group of 120 to 3,120 because of the influence of the Holy Spirit pouring out power of God, the pull of God. The purpose of God starts to take place and take shape. The church of Jesus Christ is formed and moving and building. God always pulls you towards His purpose. So this year, I'm believing you will experience the pouring out of God's promises in every way, in every area of your life. The power of God that transforms and propels change in your life and in the lives of others. And the pull of God's purpose. Maybe you were unsure, you don't know what was going on, but you just grabbed the rope and you just trusted God. And He just guided you through. He's protecting you. He's maneuvering you. He's putting things in place so that you can be where He wants you to be. And all who see them will acknowledge that they are people the Lord has blessed. You are anointed by God and assigned for His purpose. Let me read this to you as we close. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the one, the one who has called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. You are designed to live a life of influence. The pouring out of God through your life, all over your life. This is a year of change. This is a year to step up in your spiritual life. This is a year where there is a divine exchange, where your brokenness and your failure can be put on the altar and Jesus can come and give you a crown of beauty. He can come and do things in your life that are miraculous that only He could orchestrate and create. This is a year where the power of God, as you just charge and you spend time with God, it charges your spirit. You build yourself up in the most holy faith, as Scripture says. Speak in tongues and read the Bible and pray. We allow the charge of God to go through us. And so it brings change and transformation. Just walking along, electrocuting other people. If there's so much on your life, there's an anointing on you that people know it. They see there's something supernatural. Things change. You're declaring change into your future. There's a Red Sea in front of you, but you're telling it to part in Jesus' name. There's a wall that you're going around and you're saying, I'm declaring that it will fall in Jesus' name. There's barriers and there's things that maybe in the supernatural, maybe in the natural that you think it's impossible. But it's time to start declaring the power of God is going to bring change. It will happen. Declare the promises of God. We are not standing by. We are saying change will happen. The power of God's moving in our community. It's going to happen. And how does God choose to work? He chooses to use people. Power of God. And we're seeing in every single way, pouring out the power of God and the pull of God towards where He's calling us to be. Would you stand with me this morning? Lord Jesus, I thank you for your church. The pouring out of God that's changing our lives. The power of God that's recharging us to live for your purpose. The pull of God that's guiding and directing our lives so we'd be positioned where you want us to be. 
Lord, in every way we submit ourselves to you. We ask for the influence of the Holy Spirit on our life. Like a sailing boat that is in the harbour with the sails that have been erected, Lord, right now, we lift up our hands in this place, all over this place, and we submit our lives to you. And we say, Lord, our sails are up. Our lives are submitted to you. Our praise and our worship is only to you, Jesus. Take our lives. Let the wind of the Holy Spirit, let the influence of the Holy Spirit rush through this place. Rush through our lives personally and our families and our community. Guide and lead us and direct us. Let the power of God propel us forward. Let this be a year like no other. A year where the influence of the Holy Spirit's working in your church. We declare it this morning. Lives changed. People that are far away from you coming home. Prodigals, Lord Jesus, that will find hope in Jesus again. Those that are so far from you that we've given up on. Lord, we lift our eyes to you again. And we ask for the power of God to move. Situations where we need a miracle in our physical bodies. Lord, we don't accept the circumstances. We ask for your power to move. We ask for your power to change and to transform. We ask for the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting in our lives. Lord, where our future is uncertain, pull us into our destiny. Pull us through with an ease that only God can do. Let your people be blessed this year. So much so that people question and ask, how did it happen? And we look like a tree of righteousness, but we point to the one that sustains the tree, Jesus Christ. We thank you for it in your mighty name. Amen. You know, I want to pray this morning the sinner's prayer. I believe that every life can be changed and transformed by the power of God, by the power of Jesus. It's not in our own self. It's not in just getting excited in church, but it's Jesus and living with Him daily that makes all the difference, that transforms us. And this morning, and we try and do this in every service because it's actually the highest priority that people would connect with Jesus. And you may be here this morning and perhaps your connection is not so good. Well, here's a, here's a moment to recharge. Here's a moment to resync or reconnect. Maybe you've never connected with God before. Here is an opportunity for you to connect and know the Savior Jesus Christ who loves you so much. He wants to live every day with you and connect with you. And so right now, I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer. And I'm going to invite you to pray it with me. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. It's a done deal. All you have to do is simply just give your heart to Jesus and ask Him to come in and bring change and transformation in your life. And so we're going to do that together this morning. I want you to repeat this after me, church. Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. For my sin and my shame, I'm sorry. I receive your love and forgiveness. Help me to live each day for you and come to know you closer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for every life. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we would grow this year in our relationship with you in every way, whether we've been serving you for years and years or whether this is our first time serving you. I pray this would be a year that we flourish spiritually, that we just keep connecting to the charger. We just keep connecting to you, keep sinking to your will, and that out of that place, we live a life that overflows, that bears much fruit because we're connected as we should be. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, let's worship Jesus as we finish. Let's connect this morning as we finish the service.